Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Mary Rosak, and Mary is the communication director for Albany County. And Mary is going to give us an update on COVID in in Albany County. Mary, you've been you've been the uh, media coordinator for a while. Uh-huh. This is this is unexpected, you know. Like I just said a minute ago, from one day to the next, or everything changed. Has your job somehow increased and become a little more frantic? You know, everything changed. You know, ten months ago, and in March twelfth was the day in 2020 when, um, you know, we in Albany County experienced our first cases of uh, COVID-19. And while the job, um, the jobs of many people have changed, you know, certainly those who are on the front lines, those who are in hospitals, in doctor's offices, uh, those who are responding to, uh, you know, emergency calls, to 911 calls, Jobs changed, and and things ramped up dramatically as uh, as COVID nineteen spread, and mm-hmm. so like like everything else, I mean, our job here in, in county government, um, the county executive uh, serves the people, and there are programs and services that must go on. You know, people need to uh, make sure that they have shelter, that they have heat, that they have food. Uh, and mm-hmm. so our various departments needed to to continue moving on, and the county executive, of course, leading Albany County and leading that charge. Uh, it's it's more than simply leading by doing the job. It's you need to keep people informed, and so the county executive from the beginning, uh, County Executive McCoy, said, "I'm going to be out there. I'm going to have press conferences," and then it it. It turned into um, daily the daily briefings uh, that mm-hmm. were uh, picked up by the media uh, on many uh, outlets live while uh, we used Facebook Live and utilized social media to get that message out. And so certainly there are a number of people, there's a team involved in doing that. And, and um, you know, I'm very proud to be a part of that team. And so all of our, all of our jobs changed. Everything ramped up. And it became, you know, a 24-7 operation on a communications end. Uh, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. things have definitely changed. And just when we thought that things were, you know, getting better, what happened? What happened was a second wave, like a tidal wave, like a tsunami, right? Mm -hmm. Because, Because things were happening on a much larger scale. And for a number of, for a, a number of reasons, I mean, people have been um, in a in a very different or an altered state, certainly an altered state of mind or mindset, since March 12th, here in in Albany County and in the greater capital region, because you know we've been telling people, you know, first they they were they were shut down, and they were in their homes, and parents were teachers uh, to their kids. They were everything to their kids, right? And 
we were saying to people, you you know, don't go out unless you are going to the grocery store or to the doctor's office. That really was it. And then there was um, a change in the numbers and uh, a reopening. And so we started to feel like things were going to be a little more normal, um, as normal as they can be when you're now wearing a mask, when you're now staying six feet apart from people, when you're, you know, still not not being able to go and, and, and hug your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather, um, your aunt, your uncle, your, your grandchildren. Um, you know, so there was, there was that, that feeling that things were getting better, and I think that, um, you know, people were happy or happier about that. But, but then, you know, there was what we, what we have called, what we have termed COVID fatigue. You know, people have, have said, in many ways, enough. And the unfortunate part is you can't just say enough um, and be done with it because the vaccine is what we all need in order to be safer and to protect one another. And so when some people said enough already and I think I'm being, you know, safe and let's start inviting people over for sleepovers and let's start going uh, to have a holiday dinner with our loved ones. Let's start traveling. Uh, let's do, you know, uh, release ourselves a little bit, uh, and, uh, and and we're not going to see ill effects. Well, that's quite the contrary. I mean, we, you know, as a nation have seen, I saw something on the national news that indicated it took us, you know, um, eight months or something like that to hit 10 million people uh, that had tested positive for COVID and only mm-hmm. two months double that to 20 million. I mean, if you think about that, those, those numbers are reflected here uh, in Albany County. I mean, where we have seen numbers that have, that have, have topped, um, you know, 300 um, we had for a couple of days, uh, numbers over 300 uh, positive, new positive cases. And, you know, worse than that, it's, it's not simply that we are getting more positive cases, but we are also now uh, filling our hospitals. You know, our hospitals have seen record numbers of people in them um, since the start of the pandemic. I mean, we have, a, as of today, as we are taping this on January 5th, we have 161 people in the hospital. Now, fortunately, that number remains stable from, from yesterday. But... We've had 161, 142, 133, 114. I mean, we have had over 100 people in the hospital now for the better part of three weeks, almost a full month, um, if, you know, we're, if we go back and, and take a look. And, and then it is not only the people that are filling the hospital beds, it is also the people in the ICU. I mean, so we, you know, we have had over 20 people uh, in our ICU for or, or almost every day in our ICU for almost three weeks now. That, that numbered over 20. We had a couple of days with 19 in there. So what does that all mean? When you take a look at those numbers and you say, okay, what percentage of the hospital beds in the capital region are available? Should more people require hospitalization and should more people get sick and need to go into the ICU? Well, there's a seven-day rolling average. 
And as of today, we only have 16% of our available ICU beds if they are needed, 22% only available of hospital beds. So the more people that are getting sick and the more people in greater numbers that would require hospitalization, that is also putting taxing not only the, the, the physical beds that are needed, but taxes the medical staff. And so at the same time that we're getting this vaccine and we are, you know, starting to um, inoculate the population, we're also seeing a, a lot more cases of, of COVID-19. And the vaccinations, you know, it's, it's a slow process. It's not as if the vaccine arrives today and you and I, Cynthia, are vaccinated tomorrow and the world is good. It takes time right. to get. To, it takes time to get to whatever whatever phase we may be in, and so mm -hmm. you know, right now, the um, those who uh, are in nursing homes, uh, those who are uh, in congregate settings that are um, that are of a certain age, those that are staff in those facilities, are the ones that are that are being vaccinated those that are frontline staff um, in hospitals uh, or in facilities where you are dealing with uh, COVID-19 intake, or if you were working in a facility that is processing the lab uh, portion mm -hmm. of, of the testing, those are the folks that are in this initial phase that are, are getting the vaccine. And it just, it's simply, um, will take time. How many hospitals are there in Albany County? Oh my gosh, Cynthia, there's there are networks of hospitals, so um I can't tell you the exact number, but um I'd have to, okay. I could go through them on my on my hand by counting, but the um Albany Medical Center is the regional hub uh, that is uh, the regional hub that is uh, in charge of the um vaccination distribution that that whole process and mm -hmm. uh County, our uh, county health department is actually setting up um, a pod um, this week, and that's a point of distribution. It is something that our um, Department of Health and our Emergency Medical Corps have been practicing and had Mary? For, for years. Yes, I'm here. Okay. If you can still, if you can still hear me, they have been practicing uh, for years, for years. Um, on you know mass vaccinations uh, should mm -hmm. the situation occur, and so now they will be uh, getting a vaccine to uh, help in the uh, inoculations of, of those different populations. So um, it's not as if people will can can say, oh okay, Albany County is going to be doing this and look it up and schedule an appointment. That's that's not right now how it works. Um, mm -hmm. It is a, a situation where there there are the, the folks that are on the front lines that are being um, that are being uh, vaccinated first, and so that's what is happening at the moment. Um, so we'll, the hospitals the hospitals are filling up so quickly that I heard on the news just the other day that they're turning away people who are gravely sick and might not recover. Um, so that people who who can respond to treatment will be using 
the uh, services of the hospital. That that that's that's uh, pretty sad. Right. I, th- I think you're referring to different um, different places across the country where that right. has been happening. I know that I know that uh, right here in our neck of the woods, um, that uh, that Dr. Vendetti uh, and Dr. McKenna uh, at Albany Med at the regional hub, they have been working very hard in coordinating with uh, with our various hospitals. Uh, and and working to make sure that we have maximum amount of uh, hospital beds available, and I know that the county executive will be um, talking about uh, a collaboration, uh, certainly that uh, with the hospitals and things. To you know, we've been working with them to try and make sure that we are helping them in every way possible, from maximizing um, hospital beds to helping with staff uh, to, to doing whatever it is uh, that that they need. So that's that's something that will be forthcoming uh, in, the, in the next day or so. Okay. So um, you know they were predicting a spike, a second wave. I'm sorry. So mm-hmm. it should not be surprised to anybody. Do you agree? Well, it shouldn't be a surprise that that a second wave was expected. I think what is surprising, what I personally. I'm commenting personally on what I find surprising is that the number of people that, uh, number one, are saying that they're not going to get vaccinated, there's a fear of getting the vaccine, and number two, that that people that normally you would um, expect would be following guidelines and following good practices are surprising me by being the ones that are saying, oh, my child is going to have a sleepover and X number of people will be coming over. Um, or I'm going to, you know, just to have a few friends over to watch a football game. And that surprises me. I mean, that, ex- that speaks directly to why there is such an exponential growth and why the um, second wave Maybe much larger or coming in in such a fashion that um, others may not have anticipated. Um, I think that, as we talked about earlier, you know, people are tired. They're tired of wearing masks. They're tired of staying home. Well, you know what? You got to hang on a little bit longer. You've got to do this because if you want, if you want to have a normal Thanksgiving dinner next year, you're you're not going to have it if you expose or someone else exposes your parents, your grandparents, anyone in your family who may, um, who may have um, a condition such as um, any lung issues, asthma, diabetes, um, the, right. the ones that are really going to affect the breathing and the ones that we have seen have had the, um, the most harsh uh, responses to COVID-19. So, you know, it's a matter of... of of saying I've, I've got to be more disciplined. I can't do this just because I think I haven't gotten it yet, and I think I'm not going to get it. I think I'm doing the right thing. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. Take a look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. You know, more and more people are getting infected, and they're getting infected because they're you know you, you can only be so careful. You can wear your mask, and yet it is not foolproof. Right back in March. Back in March, when you would pick up the paper, you, you would read only about a handful of people who contracted COVID. Now it's in the hundreds, and 
this seems Hundreds, to, it's, it's, to more, really... it's, it's more it's more than that. I mean, right now, as of today, Albany County has had twelve thousand six hundred and eighty one people test positive for COVID nineteen. Now that's since the pandemic began. We had two hundred and fifty seven new cases overnight. So, you know, there there hundreds are happening and that's just Albany County. Hundreds are happening on a daily basis. Wow. So um, it, it, it's 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 so sad, uh, and it's because people have COVID fatigue. Do you think? I think a lot of Mary? it has, has to. Yes, I think a lot of it has to do with that. I think that that people say, "Hey, I haven't gotten it so far," and you know, or I know someone who got it and it wasn't so bad. Well, you know what? That's good. We have a lot of people who have who have recovered. I mean, I gave that twelve thousand um, that twelve thousand figure. We have had um, people that were quarantined, when people that were te- tested positive. So, out of the twelve thousand six hundred and eighty-one that we've had that were positive, there were those who were quarantined, and over ten thousand eight hundred and three of them, as of today, had tested positive and recovered. That's a lot of people testing positive and having recovered. So that's wonderful. You know, that's 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 great news. What's not so great news is we have had 230 Albany County residents die from COVID-19. So, you know, it's great news that you may get it, and the the chance uh, that you will recover is great. We don't know long-term effects yet. We don't know, you know, um, about other. If we've just heard some stories from things across the country um, that have been portrayed on the news. Um, but at the same time, it's it's very real that there are some people that are sick and in the hospital for a, a good long time. They recover, but they're there for a long time. There are those that are there, and and fight and and don't make it. Um, mm-hmm. So it is a very real, very real threat, and people need to take it seriously. It's you know if you're not thinking about yourself, you need to think about others, and you need to be. Uh, as compassionate as you can in thinking about that and as tolerant as you can because I know it is difficult. And I know that, you know, it's it, people struggle. People struggle um, and it's it impacted our mental health. And so since the very beginning of, of the pandemic, the County Executive McCoy, you know, made sure that our mental health uh, line was established so that people – who are feeling stressed out seven days a week, people who are feeling like they really they needed to talk to somebody, could pick mm-hmm. up the phone seven days a week from eight in the morning to five uh, at night and just talk to somebody. Because sometimes you you maybe maybe you have someone you know that you're that is is in the house that you can talk to, but maybe you don't want to say what you want to say to that person, or maybe you don't mm-hmm. want to let someone know how scared you are, you think you're alone, or, you know, you just, you just want to, it's easier, you just want to talk to someone who doesn't know you, right? So you can just say what you want to say. You can say anything. And, right. you know, and, and, and it makes you, it will make you feel better. And to talk to someone on the other end of the line who, who can help. And so that's why mm-hmm. that line was established. And I want to make sure that I, that I give that phone number out, um, so that anyone who is experiencing that, this is something that, you know, you want to reach out. And, and that phone number is, it's a 518 area code. So it's 
269-6634. And I'll give it again in a minute if you didn't have a pen uh, right. handy. But, but um, it's 8, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., seven days a week, 518-269-6634. I think it's so very important that people realize, you know, moms and dads that are home, like I said, they're everything to their kids, right? So their kids may right. have gone back to school, and then, you know, schools may have, may have shut down, may have, may have gone remote. So, you know, again, and, and they've found themselves over the course of the, of the last you know, eight or nine months, filling so many roles. And what do you do? How many times can you go out for a walk by yourself? Right? You need to. You need to have that peace of mind. You need to. You need to establish a, you know a good mental health for yourself as well. And maybe it's a phone call um, to someone who can listen, and you can just vent, and they can give you some strategies for, for how to you know trying to make it through. Now, when when COVID first started back in March, you know, that's when it was reported. But I'm sure there were cases before that. Would you agree, Mary? Well, we know there were cases across the country before that. That's just when we had positive cases, uh, you know, the testing and, and uh, it established uh, on, on March 12th here. But, you know, just like with the with the new strain of, of the virus, you know, we had heard about it in Britain and then coming here and then, you know, watching the national news and reading the, reading, uh, the, new, the national news, hearing that it was in Utah and Colorado, and then all of a sudden, you know, the governor's indicating it's right here in, in uh, the capital region, that it is here in Saratoga Springs. And, you know, you know that people have come into contact with other people, so by the time you get that, that positive test, there's been, you know, exposure to how many others is, is what we're, remains to be seen. Um, do you, but, yeah. Do you, think, you think that uh, for people in the hospital, when this, first, uh, when this first struck, the medical profession, I don't think was, you know, it hit them like it hit everybody else. So now do you think that the medical staff, whether it be the doctors or nurses, are better prepared to handle the uh, patients in the hospital? And do you think there's less deaths because the medical profession is more prepared than they were back nine months ago? Sure. I mean, I'm no expert, so I'm gonna I'm gonna draw on what what others have said, including Dr. Uh, Dr. Fred Vendetti uh, from Albany Med, and he was with the county executive uh, for a briefing, and we've um, you know we've seen him on various press conferences, and he's he's talked on the, on the media a, a lot about this. I think that you know what happened in the beginning. Uh, number one is is we didn't know, right? We didn't know what COVID was, and it's still evolving, but. We didn't know and didn't have any idea again how to um, not any idea how to treat it, but the different mechanisms that you could use um, to treat COVID. So mm -hmm. we treated as best we could, and then as as the science continued, as there were other drugs that came into play, um, I think that the the treatments have improved. I think that recognizing different signs. 
um, and symptoms and people going in and being tested, you know, uh, earlier uh, with the uh, with the expanded testing. I think that certainly helped. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that the medical staff is, has been incredible because this has been an incredible strain. Um, no matter what profession you go into and knowing that that the medical profession is, is going to be a difficult one, you it's it's very hard to prepare for something that's gonna just keep pummeling you day after day after day. I mean COVID has not truly given anybody a break. And uh so I my hats off, um my deepest admiration and, and gratitude uh, to those that are working um, in the hospitals, those that are on the front lines, those that are doing the testing, those that are out there every day doing everything they can to um, help bring us one step closer to safety and um, back to a world where where we wear a mask on Halloween and where we don't wear a mask every single day and to a world where, you know, the term virtual hug will look back one day and say, oh, we know what that was, but here's a real hug because we can do that. <laughs> and I think that that's what we all wish for. And so as we wish for that, you know, it comes full circle and, and back to, you know, why the numbers are growing. I think that we wish for that and we want that so much that I think people sometimes just, they just give in and say, I need to have that and I need to do that now. And so I think that's some of why um, the numbers have gone up again. When do you think it'll uh, level level off, Mary? You know, like I said, I'm not the expert. I don't know. But based on, on things that I've heard, I mean, we know it's going to be months, um, certainly, before uh, the vaccine is uh, out there for, for general distribution. Mm -hmm. Um you know, for the general population. So, you know, I don't know. We're probably, it's it's going to be next summer. We're still going to be like this. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, probably, you know, having masks be a, a regular part of our of our wardrobe, you know, for the better part of another of another seven or eight months. And then you know, and, some may be right. And, and, and then some, right. I mean, and, and you know what, I've got to say this. You know, I'm I'm working out here every day. And I've got to say that Knockwood, you know, I haven't been wearing masks since virtually day one. And I can honestly tell you that I also have not had a cold, flu, anything related to that um, at all in the last nine and a half months, ten months, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got to believe that even when the world goes back to normal, that we may consider, you know, maybe during flu season, maybe during those other other times when um, when we think that uh, that we may be more susceptible to getting sick, that that a mask may be part of our regular regimen, like like they do in other countries. Mary, give out that number once again. The number for uh, for the mental health line. Mm -hmm. The mental health support line is five one eight two six nine six six. And as always, if you want to go to um, the website, albanycounty.com, if you go to our website up at the very top, there is a COVID-19 pandemic uh, red bar at the top. You can click on that. 
And that will take you to a page that has a variety of things, including on the far left, uh, left-hand side, COVID-19 vaccinations. And there is a link there you can click on that will link to the regional hub and what the latest information is from, from the uh, regional hub at Albany Medical Center. Mary, thank you so much. You know, I I always respect the fact that when I call you, you come on because I know you're very busy and, you know, everybody everybody needs to, an update as to what's going on. So you've been l- listening to Mary Rosak, and this is Focus on Albany. So if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And Mary, I'm sure we'll talk again. So I'm sure thank we'll you, everybody. Stay, stay healthy. Thank you. Yes, you too. And thank you, everybody, for, for listening in. Have a great day.